Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. One of my friends asked me a beautiful question where in her extended family, they were dealing with some relational challenges, some interpersonal things. And this friend of mine said, I have not always known how to exercise boundaries very well. And I would listen to one side of this story and I would make soothing sounds like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh as I would listen, but it wasn't until later that I realized, oh, I wonder if this side thought that I was agreeing and condoning when really I wasn't agreeing. I was just seeking to be a soothing presence in this person's life. And the same could be said for the other side as well, right? Like (laughs) when you're dealing with messy family things, it's kind of like, I am not sure that either of you are being exactly right. And there are certain things that I I still want to listen and love you, but I don't want to agree with you about this. Or I don't want you to think that I think you're in the right when I think there's, I don't want to say room for improvement, but I mean, maybe room for improvement or outright sin. <laughs> like I think you're actually wrong in this case. And so the question though came because... We recognize that if you have ministers of the gospel, and this is a story that I had heard, where you have the ministers of the gospel who go out into the streets carrying red roses and hand them out to the prostitutes to say, we see you and we want you to know that there is a place of safety should you ever wish to live this, leave the streets. Or so, it may be, they, they don't even say that. Maybe it's just enough to say, You're in a place where people are being predators toward you all the time, but you're not actually prey. You are a child of God, and we want you to know that we see you. So that's that's very beautiful, but there's a level of saying, is that is that condoning? Is that accepting something? Anyway, these are these are hard questions. They're intense. It's an intense topic to even think about. Like, what's the right boundary between showing love or unconditional positive regard and also saying, but I don't actually agree with that. Where where do you do that? And on the one hand, I guess the obvious and universal answer would be, (laughs) as the Lord leads, let the Holy Spirit guide you into all truth. And that's, that's lovely, but it's also, I think, worth sussing out a little bit more carefully. So in the case of the prostitutes, none of them were actively looking to leave as far as we can tell. They were plying their trade, probably many of them in some kind of a drugged stupor, and they were actually just prey in many ways for their pimps, for their, I don't know, are they called Johns? Anyway, horrible things that would happen to them. And so to to say you're more than this. I'm just letting you know in a very loving environment. But if one of those prostitutes decided to leave streetwalking and and managed to get out, then the halfway house where she would end up would have some rules for her. There would be some guidelines around behavior. Like, yeah, that kind of behavior isn't going to happen anymore. So let's get you some training so that you can have a job. Let's let you not stay on drugs because that's not going to be good for you long term. So 
we're going to take you through the most gentle process we can to wean you off, but you do actually have to be weaned off. Let's make sure that you're being fed. Let's make sure that you are having regular health care checkups, whatever the different things might be. But there is a call to change once the person takes that step to change. And I think likewise in a relationship, and I am not a counselor. I have not been trained as a counselor. I just <laughs> used to read threads by different Facebook groups, not Facebook groups, but like chat threads back when that was a thing from different homeschoolers. And I remember one of the women posted a book called The Dance of Anger. And the basic, I mean, I don't know that I read the book, but the basic idea was in a relationship, if one person changes the dance steps, the other person gets thrown off. And so if you've been dancing a dance that wasn't very healthy, and then you all of a sudden say, wait, I don't want to dance this unhealthy dance anymore, then the other person isn't going to be happy about that. (laughs) But that isn't actually a sign of a problem. That's a sign that things are moving in the right direction. And so for my friend, I think the truth is she spoke true things to her family member that were not very well received. But at some point, I think it's okay to say when you're changing a pattern, you're maybe not going to do it perfectly, but the pattern still needs to be changed. It's important if you are seeing somebody acting in sin, if they don't even realize that they're acting in sin, and yet they claim to be a brother or sister, then you it's good to say, oh, that that's actually an evidence of a hardness of heart, or you're allowing bitterness to spring up within you. Now, we don't go to all of our neighbors <laughs> and say that whenever we see it, like, here's somebody who's exhibiting some road rage. You're not like, excuse me, Jesus said that you're supposed to love your enemies. No, like we do this in a limited way to the people who are in the fold. I think about how Paul is so precious in the scriptures where he's like, The immoral should not be allowed to eat with you. By the way, I'm not talking about like any meal ever, because if you tried to avoid the immoral, you would have to leave this world. Like everybody's immoral, but the people in the church are called to a higher standard. And so when you're dealing with relational breakdown, you treat those who are claiming to be brothers and sisters, you do treat them differently But the goal is not because you want to bash them over the head with a hammer. The goal is that there would be, that we would all be growing up in Christ. And so in the case of this family breakdown, where all of the members are claiming to be Christians, there is a place to say, oh, this is not godly behavior. I'm not sure you can see it, but it's not. And Depending on how the other person is doing in their walk with God, they'll either hear it well or they won't. (laughs) You know, I go for healing prayer almost every week in this season of my life, which is slightly embarrassing to admit, but it is what it is. And when Cindy says, oh, well, you need to forgive that person. (laughs) I'm not like, that's the most offensive thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Instead, it's like, oh, (laughs) you're right. Oops. But we don't always see... When we have dirt, well, that's <laughs> so funny. The, the thing that just popped into my mind was we don't always see when we have dirt on our bottoms. So it's true, right? Like we need somebody to point out what we accidentally sat in or 
what, you know, somebody lobbed a little dirt clod and it hit our back and it didn't cause damage, but we have a little spot now on our shirt. So that's not a problem, but the gracious thing to do is to receive whatever gentle correction offered in kindness and love is offered and then seek to put it into practice. And a less healthy response would be to say, no, I think you're wrong, or I'm not listening. I'm not interested in listening. You were just really mean. That caused me a lot of pain. And those aren't good responses, but they're very human and understandable. And should that be the case, then you say, Lord, how am I supposed to move forward now in this relationship? And it could be that the Lord says, take a break. Or it could be that he says, you know, thank you for being faithful. And we'll just, we'll keep addressing this as the need arises. (laughs) One of the things as a parent that I've noticed is that usually if there was some kind of bad behavior that I was too tired or unobservant to correct the first time, it actually recurs and I have an additional chance later on to make it right. (laughs) So anyway, hooray for parenting and second chances, I suppose. Okay, I hope that that's helpful for anyone who is wrestling through um, boundaries, wrestling through what does it look like to extend unconditional positive regard in the midst of challenging circumstances it it looks a little bit different depending on who you're dealing with, but it still is beautiful and good. So Lord, I thank you that you come and you offer reconciliation to us. And then Lord, you ask us to be ministers of reconciliation. And part of that is reconciling people one to another and reconciling them to themselves and reconciling them to you. And so, Lord, we're asking that you would give us grace to know how to do that well and grace for ourselves if we do it imperfectly and that uh, you would be glorified in our lives, that if we are being shamed or condemned because of an, an earnest and honest attempt to make things right, Lord, I'm asking that you would silence the voice of the accuser, that you would simply shut him down and say, no, Uh, thank you, Jesus. We bless you. Amen.